Hello, friends, enemies, and otherwise. This is episode two of The Joe Long Show. You will call this episode Functionally Dysfunctional. show. I am Joe Long. Yes, the Joe Long. And we're broadcasting again from the Chief Gorlack Pumping in the First Memorial Studios in Strathroy, Ontario. Uh, the title, as mentioned before in that beautiful intro, is Functionally Dysfunctional. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about my family this week. The drink of choice for this week is the Blacksmith Smoked Porter from the Highlander Brewing Company. And uh, the reason I chose this drink is because the Highlander Brewing Company is in the heart of South River, Ontario, about 10 minutes drive from the home that I did most of the growing up in my life. And uh, actually, my family also sells maple syrup in their store, so... Uh, I'm not usually a porter kind of guy, but I saw this particular beverage in my local um, drink establishment, and I thought I would pick this up, and I think it would pair well with this episode. I'm going to leave a link to the Highland Brewing Company in the links portion of my show notes, which you can find at thejolong.com. Jumping right in, I grew up in an area that we would call the Gateway to the North, in a small town called Trout Creek, Ontario. Uh, that, well, that's actually a lie. I lived in the outskirts of Trout Creek, in a small, unorganized township called Laurier Township. My closest neighbor was approximately 500 meters away, and the reason I know that so specifically is because as a child... I was able to run to their house and back, and that would be considered a kilometer, and I would get a check mark. And after I would get so many check marks in a a week, I would be able to rent video games. So now that I'm a grown-up and I don't get check marks for running, I'm just fat because I get to play video games all on my own. My mother and father, John and Joanne, Uh, did their best to keep my brothers and I in check. There were four of us, uh, Jed, Ben, myself, then Paul. To the locals, we were called the Long Boys. We moved to Trout Creek, or Laurier Township, from Huntsville, the place of my birth, in 1992. Uh, This was a notable year for me, as uh, my grandmother loved watching baseball, And that summer, we stayed with my grandparents as my father and some of his friends and some family members were helping in constructing our house. My father was born and raised in Trout Creek area, where my mother grew up in Kingston, Ontario, an area. My father was one of ten kids, and my mother was one of five. 
my mother was a stay-at-home mom for the majority of my life, but as I got into high school, she became a librarian. And my father was a forester or a maple syrup producer or a Christmas tree farmer. And uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about him next week. Uh, but uh, definitely they did their best to keep us in a comfortable spot, but also uh, gave us opportunities to work, which was excellent. So growing up in rural Ontario with a large family, it seems to be a breeding ground for dysfunction. There was only one kind of problem is that our family kind of liked one another. (laughs) I'm not going to say that we never squabbled, especially amongst my immediate family. There were definitely fights between the four boys and um, my brother, my oldest brother, Jed, still seems to hold a, a little brother tax over the, the younger three of us. But whenever things got tough, we knew that we had one another. So through the possibility of this dysfunction, we seem to be remarkably functional. I think that's in, in large choice because of good uh patriarchy and matriarchy in our in our families on my, on my father's side uh clifford and gladys or as as i know or knew them and grandma and grandpa or uh, grandpa and grandma is reflecting clifford being grandpa and gladys being grandma grandma was a school teacher and grandpa was a forester or a stone worker or whatever he could do to make money for the family to keep everything going. Uh, Grandpa loved singing and cartooning. And one memory that I have of him, uh, he had died unfortunately when I was fairly young, is that he would always call Don Cherry an old windbag. Uh, for those of you who aren't in Canada or don't have the luxury of knowing who Don Cherry is, uh, that was a... Uh, probably a fair assessment of him. My grandma still likes watching uh, watching baseball, but she also enjoys playing games with her kids and grandkids. Uh, she makes the best buns on the planet, and my first alcoholic beverage I had ever drank was at her house. They had 10 children, and uh, unfortunately one had passed away at a very young age. Uh, but they have more than 20 grandchildren and now five great-grandchildren. On my mother's side, uh, Don and Joan, or Papa and Nana, uh, they were owners of a construction company in Kingston, Ontario, uh, where they still to this day currently reside. Uh, Both served in World War II, Nana as an interpreter and a translator, and Papa served in the Navy on the HMCS Haida. Uh, this ship now uh, serves as a museum in Hamilton, Ontario. And uh, if you'd like, you can actually go on board and uh, and see the bunks and everything like that on that ship. So that's so cool. In 1989, my Nana and Papa were awarded the Order of Canada because of some work that they'd done in leading trips to Central and South America. They'd um, In these trips, they served as relief uh, to some disasters, and uh, Papa used his construction expertise in building some major projects for uh, for the relief effort. So uh, they were actually the first couple to ever be awarded that uh, 
to be given that award and as a couple. So they are the only, well, not only now, but at that time, they were the only couple who had the same kind of inscription on, uh, on their award. Uh, one of the, uh, one of their greatest achievements, as Ashley mentioned last week, actually, is that they've been married for 70 years. 70 years. That's so amazing. Uh, up next, I'm going to share some speeches that I, I wrote in elementary school about a family member who I haven't yet mentioned so far, and that's my great-grandfather. Good afternoon, judges, teachers, and friends. My name is Joseph Long. This year in March, my family went to my great-grandfather's 95th birthday party. It was cool. This party was at my great-grandfather's favorite restaurant, Pizza Hut in Kingston. When great-grandfather was 15, he joined World War I. He was in France and Germany as a bugler and a stretcher bearer. When I'm 15, I would never want to be in a war. In 1939, the Second World War started. My great-grandfather joined the army again and was sent to Iran as part of the intelligence corps. He did secret work. For his work, he was awarded the Member of the British Empire Medal. This is very special, and sometimes he gets to meet the Queen. Each November 11th, great-grandfather lays a wreath to remember the men and women who died in World War I. I think people like my great-grandfather made the world peaceful. He's one of the best great-grandfathers you can ask for. Thank you. Grade 6 May 1999 I will remember my great-grandfather who died in March of 1997. My great-grandfather was one of the funniest and nicest men around. My great-grandfather was known as Grandfather or the Brig. A Brig was short for Brigadier General. Grandfather had given everyone in my family something that he had got. My big brother Jed got a camera. My older brother Ben got a big steel bin to keep his hockey cards in. My little brother Paul got a little clock. And of course me. I got a radio, which I cherish a lot. We were all sad when he had to die. All my cousins, except the ones in B.C., got to see him in his last hours. When he last saw my mother and my brothers, he said, 
I'm going to a better place. We still remember Grandfather for his great sense of humor, his ability to know what's going on even though he was in his late 90s. Great-grandfather changed many hearts and minds, including mine. If it wasn't for people like great-grandfather, there'd be no chance of world peace. So be like my great-grandfather. Share your wisdom. Try your hardest at goals that you think are impossible. Those goals are easiest to achieve if you put your mind to it. P.S. Presents are more than toys and things you can touch. Thank you for letting me share those uh, those speeches with me. Uh, definitely, it was a, a an interesting look back into my uh, younger life. That first speech felt a little uh, more properly edited, where the second one maybe was a little more raw and a little more grade six Joe Long getting a little philosophical at the end. Uh, it's also interesting for me to look back at those two time periods in my life. Uh, that that first speech was written just a couple of months before my my grandfather Clifford John Long passed away. Uh, I was a, around eight years old when when uh, Grandpa passed away, and uh, that was my first time uh, seeing death, and I really didn't grasp the entire. A concept of that. And I think the, the, the first time that I truly did grasp that was when, uh, when great grandfather passed away in, in 1997. At, at the end of that, uh, that second speech, I was talking about gifts and, um, them being more than just things, you know, items that are given to us. Uh, I talked about that, that radio that I'd received from great grandfather. And that was really a, a special gift, but I actually received a, another gift, uh, from great grandfather, uh, posthumously, actually quite a bit of time down the road. Uh, my grandparents were recently kind of cleaning up things around, around the home that they had, and they wanted to pass along a gift to me. Uh, they, they knew that I was, it was close with great grandfather and that, um, that, you know, there was a, a, some form of bond between the two of us. I think one of the things that got me into the type of work that I, I went to school for was being that caring person for my great grandfather. He always needed someone to, to walk with him. And, uh, that was something that I always wanted to do because I just had the utmost respect for him. But the gift that my grandparents passed on to me was actually the letter or the actual certificate of him receiving the, uh, the order of the British empire. And now this is a, uh, a huge honor that's been passed along to him and to my family. So that kind of sits in a prominent spot in my house. And it's something that I just absolutely cherish. I'm uh, moving on. I'm actually going to, uh, kind of just pass along a, a thing that's close to my family. So I'm uh, really excited for you to, to listen to that and see the, um, hear me read that. So cheers.
I think every family has something that kind of ties them together. Um, whether it's, you know, a, a certain genre of music or, uh, you know, cars or, or reading books or going to church or something like that. Uh, one thing that always comes up with my, um, with my mother's side of the family is an essay, an essay that was, uh, Produced by a gentleman, gentleman named uh, Robert Fulgham. Most of you will recognize it once I, uh, once I share the title. It goes a little something like this. All I ever really needed to know, I learned in kindergarten. Most of what I really need to know about how to live, what to do, and how to be, I learned in kindergarten. Wisdom was not at the top of a graduate mountain, but there in the sandbox at nursery school. Here are the things I learned. Share everything. Play fair. Don't hit people. Put things back where you found them. Clean up your mess. Don't take things that aren't yours. Say you're sorry when you hurt somebody. Wash your hands before you eat. Flush. Warm cookies and milk are good for you. Live a balanced life. Learn some and think some and draw and paint and sing and dance and play and work every day some. Take a nap every afternoon. When you go out to the world... Watch for traffic. Hold hands and stick together. Be aware of wonder. Remember the little seeds in a plastic cup? The seeds go down and the plant goes up. And no one really knows why, but we're all like that. Goldfish and hamsters and white mice and even the seeds in the plastic cup they all die, and so do we. And then remember the book about Dick and Jane, and the first word you learn, the biggest word of all, look. Everything you need to know is in there somewhere. The golden rule, and love, and basic sanitation, ecology, and politics, and sane living. Think of what a better world it would be if we all, the whole world, had cookies and milk about three o'clock every afternoon and then laid down with our blankets for a nap. Or if we had a basic polity in our nation and other nations to always put things back where we found them and clean up our own messes. And it's still true, no matter how old you are, when you go out into the world, it's best to hold hands and stick together.
One of the quirky things about me is that since I've been a, a youth, since I've been a, a child, really, um, people have known me using my first and last name. I've never just been Joe. I've always been Joe Long. As a, as a child, there wasn't even other Joe in my class. That was just how that came. So that name has always stuck together, Joe Long. And that's why I have uh, the name of the show, The Joe Long Show. Uh, Long is, is a part of me. It's the name, the something that's been passed through generations from my, from my forefathers, from my grandfather to my father to me, and uh, maybe someday to children if that's what Ashley and I choose to do. But for most people, their last name actually goes back a little further than mine. I come from the Long clan, and like I said earlier on in the show, my brothers and I are known as the Long Boys. But Long isn't what my great-grandfather's last name was on that side of the family. My, my last name was actually a mistake, uh, coming from the, the family name Lang, or as the Germans pronounced it, Lange. It was a typo. So Joe Long shouldn't even necessarily be Joe Long. It should be Joe Lang. But it's one of those beautiful mistakes that happen in everything that, that make the absolute beauty of, of a name, of a word, of a, of a family. So that was just one of those cool things that was passed along from my grandfather to my father to us and now beyond to my nieces and nephews that they get to hold and it's completely unique to to our family. Thanks again for listening to the second episode of The Joe Long Show. I am so thankful for all of your feedback on the first episode. And uh, I would like to uh, just keep on making this podcast better. So please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, tell me what I'm doing well and what I'm not doing well. You can also just send comments to me directly at joe at thejoelong.com. Next week, I'm going to be focusing on one family member specifically. Uh, like I said early in the show, my father, John. I'm going to uh, go a little bit into my relationship with him. Look forward to speaking with you next week. Bye.